Hey everyone, it's Natalie, and you're listening to Innate the Podcast. Through this podcast, we're going to be learning more about mental health and how to create a routine of real self-care. I'll be speaking on different topics each week, and I'll also be talking with people that have inspired me in my healing journey. The more authentic you are with yourself, the easier life gets. Let's get into it. Okay, so for the first episode of Innate, the podcast, I wanted to have one of my best friends Mm -hmm. who I look up to a lot, and she, I feel like, helps me see things from a larger perspective and has definitely taught me a lot of empathy, Mm -hmm. and yeah, she's just a great person all around, and I'm really lucky to have her in my life, so this is Melissa. Hi! (laughs) And today, we're just going to be talking about how... Really, the thing that I value most about mental health is that everybody kind of deals with it in their own way, but also through different things. And I think that being creative and in tune with your body and active, whatever you want to do to expend that energy is so cool. So she has done all of that through yoga practice, mindfulness, meditation. I just have really enjoyed seeing her journey with all that. So she's here today to share how that has impacted her mental health, how it's taught her some things, and how she decided to get into all that. So, yeah. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to uh, be here and to kind of see you walk down this journey yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really happy that you're always just the outlet for other people. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with why yoga. So... Yoga started for me about six or seven years okay. ago in high school, um, early, early in high school. Um, I come from a pretty active background. I have always been active um, since I was a little kid. Going into high school, I kind of took like a hiatus from just like um, exercising really or any activity. Um, and then it wasn't, it was through that hiatus that I found really intense exercise so Mm -hmm. I did CrossFit for three years consecutively um and through that I really found yoga um CrossFit's really it's really heavy on the mind Mm -hmm. and on the body and so I used yoga or saw the opportunity for yoga to be this uh just this form of stretching like really that's all that I saw yoga um was this place and the space that I could allow myself to just like stretch because CrossFit didn't really offer me that. Right. Um, while CrossFit offers, like, a lot of things, and it is great in a lot of ways and offers a lot of body awareness, it doesn't always provide you uh, the no- the greater knowledge to want to stretch and really um, relax your muscles. So yoga was that for me. And it was through that yoga practice at the time that I became really uh, annoyed, I think, with how busy and how loud my my brain was uh-huh. I just noticed how much mental chatter I had when trying to just simply stretch and I found that that was something that was quite annoying to me almost to the point where I really didn't like yoga yeah I really I can relate to I that for sure went even to the extreme to say that oh I like hate like practicing yoga mm-hmm. like I don't see the point like if I'm not sweating or if I'm not really exercising fully or feeling sore like what's what is really the point mm-hmm. like I didn't really and I didn't really understand it uh, it's really hard for me to sit still and just be quiet and find peace. Uh, so 
over time, I eventually, I found my way back to yoga somehow. I uh, came to college. I was practicing yoga in high school, but again, just for stretching related reasons. Mm -hmm. Like it was not anything mental or spiritual, um, emotional. It was none of those levels. It was just strictly like physical Mm -hmm. and just like feeling some sort of sensation of release in my muscles. And then I come to college and still pretty active. And I had friends who I were friends with in high school that we came to college together and then I would do yoga with them on occasion. Went to some yoga studios um, with a friend from back home here here in the Wilmington area. And um, that's kind of where I started to find yoga again in a new Mm -hmm. light. And it became a little bit something more. I think I like really piqued my interest in a new way. I really was like, what is, what is yoga? Like, what is this form of stretching? Like the traditions, the, the postures, the asanas, like we use it. It's such, it's so sequenced, it's strategic, like yoga makes sense. It's intentional, it's strong. Mm -hmm. And these were all things that started to come to my mind and so I wanted to really, really learn more. And then I pursued group fitness certification and with the spontaneity of life, um, got this really awesome opportunity to pursue my yoga teacher training. And that was truly the most transformative journey I've ever been on in my life thus far. Like, and has completely altered and changed the way that I view yoga holistically and in so many ways like Mm -hmm. it's unfathomable to even condense into words like truly how yoga is so beneficial to life um so yeah that's the long version of coming to yoga that's great like I just like seeing you because I go to her yoga classes she teaches on campus and I just seeing her in her element like you can see like how much of an impact Mm -hmm. it has really had on you as a person even just the way you carry yourself is different too Mm -hmm. I've noticed so like it's yeah I'm I'm glad that you gave me the long version because I wanted to know yeah 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 (laughs) cool okay so you're teaching now yes and another thing I want to know yeah and it's cool so how did yoga benefit you as like as as you practice it yourself, mm-hmm. but also as a teacher, because mm-hmm. that's two different things. Yeah, like me just being a dance teacher, like I know right. the difference between just being a dancer and yeah. a choreographer slash teacher. Right. I can only imagine how different that is right. in yoga. You know? Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I think as a yoga student, you learn from such great teachers. Like some of my teachers and my yoga teacher training will literally have my heart for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like they are incredible, incredible beings, so wise and so knowledgeable and so spiritual and and so open-minded. And I think when I chose to teach yoga, I always really wanted to model that. Yeah. And it, it can be really tricky. As a yoga student, you know, you're always learning. And over time, like becoming the teacher and um, learning about new new bodies and learning about new students' mental health and wellness and like everybody's bodies is different mm-hmm. even from like the physical to the mental emotional spiritual body mm-hmm. um and so being able to experience all those things you know I'll always be learning and growing as a student and as a teacher so really in a lot of ways they're so similar and so intertwined okay. in in very many ways but also being the yoga teacher I don't know. It's it really is this whole nother experience, and it's really taught me um, this whole nother awareness of 
what it really means to be an ethical being. Mm -hmm. And when I mean touching someone to even like ethically communicating with others as like just a yoga teacher to my yoga students has really facilitated that like just literally in my own life with my own relationships Mm -hmm. um, and with people and like what energy I can allow in and out of my space Mm -hmm. and my circle Mm -hmm. and my mind and all of all of these things. Um, And so, yeah, just they really are so similar. But I think the yoga teacher, you it it really is like this whole new space um, that is fun and it's super creative. And and that's what's super fun about being a yoga teacher, too, or teaching any honestly teaching anything Mm -hmm. in general. It's just this way that you can just so creatively like express yourself um, and in in a ways that become completely meditative, like. Mm there's something so refreshing about teaching um if you have the passion for it teaching um and it becomes this sort of like just this routine that is so refreshing and rejuvenating and uh, I don't know just meditative yeah for sure did I answer your question yeah okay yeah that was good yeah that's really awesome though that you can not only be a student as a student, but also as a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that perspective a lot. Yeah. So, because yoga is so transformative, like you said, mm-hmm. and very reflective, I feel like you're just, like, connected to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Like, mm-hmm. when you're practicing, when you're teaching. How has yoga impacted your life and your mental health? Like, that space. Because you just touched on how... You know, you're a lot more aware of your energy, what's coming in and out. And I think that's, like, totally awesome and self-awareness and awareness of your energy and other people's energy and other energy just in general is, like, a huge step in just your relationship with yourself and Mm -hmm. the things around you. What do you think, like, besides that and even, like, playing into other, like, lessons that you've learned or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, what, how has yoga and yoga practice and mindfulness, teaching yoga, everything that has come with your experience, Mm -hmm. how has that impacted, like, your mental health, your Mm -hmm. emotional health, Mm -hmm. just has the noise in your head that you were talking about in high school, has Mm -hmm. that definitely cleared up a little bit? I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. we will always have Mm -hmm. that noise, but Mm -hmm. I feel like just for me as your friend being able to, like, Mm -hmm. see you carry yourself differently, Mm -hmm. I can kind of tell that, like, it's gotten easier for you. Yeah. You know? Um... Yeah, that's a really awesome question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break it up okay, into cool. two into two <laughs> sections. Um, I'll start with the the life portion, and I'll kind of touch. I'll I'll talk about physical, spiritual, yeah, and emotional, and then I'll do mental health as uh, as a whole other section. Okay. Um. So physically, obviously, movement is. I'm a huge fan of movement. We need mm-hmm. to move mm-hmm. as beings. We need to meet. We need to move. Idle lifestyles are not ones that really support us and our human and our human experience. Um, walking, dancing, hanging out with friends, running, jogging, whatever kind of movement you like to do, it's it's so important. We need we need to move our bodies. So for the physical aspect, um, yoga is so important in that way. While yoga isn't and should not be labeled only for the physical component of yoga or like the yoga asanas, um, it is really important because we do need to move. Our muscles need to be stretched and we want to have that range of motion because we want to be able to realistically, we want to be able to bend down and pick up a pen and be able to get back up. Like, Mm -hmm. and yoga is something that is going to be able to do that and is really good for the joints um, and just muscular and spinal health altogether. 
That was a physical. <laughs> um, as far as spiritual, so I it was the second day of my yoga teacher training. And I always tell this story, and I always feel like it sounds like very slightly cliche, but um, we would open up every morning with an opening meditation and a two-hour yoga practice. So the opening meditation would be anywhere from like 5 to 10 to 15 to 25 minutes. It just mm-hmm. depended on like what we were going to cover that day, and the meditation would kind of go along with it. And so I think this particular day it was like a 20-minute meditation, and... It was such a beautiful day uh, outside. I remember it was really sunny. It had been raining for like the past couple of weeks in Wilmington in the summer. Um, So it was like the one really shiny, bright day. And um, we were in our opening meditation. And I always placed my mat near the window because I always wanted just to feel the sun on Mm -hmm. my body because the sun feels really great. I I love heat. And... There was this really beautiful tree outside. I don't really know what the tree was, but there was always this little bird's nest. And I never really saw any birds in it the first day because this was my second day of training. And we were in an opening meditation and I was lying down and I could hear the birds outside of the window. And I mean, to anyone that could really just be just bird noises, like it really isn't that big of a deal. But for some reason in, in the specific meditation, it had such a transformative effect on me listening to the birds outside of the window I quite literally felt like in that moment I completely like flipped a switch like it made so much sense to me that like these birds are are living and this whole beautiful like incredible life that like we all possess and are all so have this opportunity and the privilege to like live these lives Mm -hmm. and to do good and and I was, I mean, then they're just birds. Like, I was just so emotionally, like, connected and so aware of the birds in this moment. And I could feel the sun on my skin and the, my eyes were closed. And I felt so incredibly, like, effortlessly and so naturally, like, more than any time in my in my life. And I've been practicing yoga a lot since my training. But in that moment, I had never felt so incredibly connected to the present Mm -hmm. that it became it really did flip a switch for me like I in that moment like knew that like yoga was so spiritual for Mm -hmm. me I felt so crazy different like it really makes me so emotional it breaks me to tears talking about it because I I felt like I was like I make sense like my life makes sense like my purpose is to whatever it was in that moment, I think it was, you know, to to love or to be compassionate to others and to be that for other people. And I felt that so strongly. And I was like, this is my spirituality. Like, I know exactly why I'm supposed to be here. I'm connecting and not only resonating with my life, but the lives around me. And mm-hmm. I feel so connected to other energy that I really don't really know how else to describe it other than being this thing where it really was like a flip, flipping the switch. Yeah. Like it was just this whole moving moment for me. Where yeah, I was, and sometimes it's just like takes that moment for you to like really grasp what's going on, yeah, you know? Yeah, and it added that whole other element of spirituality to my life. And I've always been really grateful to feel as if I've been really connected to my purpose like with my human experience, like, on this earth. But yoga really brought that other side to it. And really, it was literally just sitting in silence and 
breathing and mm-hmm. just listening to the natural rhythm and like the natural tunes that your body makes just to live, just yeah. to stay alive. Yeah. And like hearing birds making this noise that, and they were living and I was just like, holy, I was so, <laughs> I, I was so, so connected and I knew that yoga was always going to be the spiritual outlet for me moving forward. And I really felt so connected to this higher power. And that can be a lot of things for me. That can be God. That can be on some days. That can be the universe on other days. Mm -hmm. That can be really just connected to nature as nature is this higher power serving me. Like it really is a lot of things. And that really just depends on the seasons of my life and the seasons of my yoga practice. But yeah, yoga really did become that spiritual element to me. And it really can, it does become that for lots of other people too. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, makes me so happy. Yeah, I just think that like those moments are so important because, I mean, I've I've obviously never had that experience with yoga before, but even just like small moments where we're reminded of our purpose and like simple moments that remind us of that. Mm -hmm. Like for you, it was literally just sitting, feeling the sun, Mm -hmm. listening to the birds, like being present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's honestly where the most peace comes Mm -hmm. from is the present. But like for me, being in front of a bunch of different kids and teaching them mm-hmm. and like seeing them look at me like literally just being in the moment where I'm looking at them in the mirror mm-hmm. behind me like that simple moment of being in the present and really like seeing what's going on around me and appreciating it mm-hmm. too I think once you appreciate too mm-hmm. and meet that moment with gratitude mm-hmm. it changes literally everything no, so yeah. I can't even imagine how that felt for you yeah like even <laughs> just like you talking about it, I could see you getting emotional I was like oh my gosh I love that for her. yeah <laughs> yeah I I love I love that and like I said it sounds a little cliche because a lot of people really hate birds but <laughs> um but I I found a lot of I found a lot in that one but moment I so see what you're saying though because for me I feel most connected to myself and what's going on around me in nature. Mm-hmm. So, like, whether I'm sitting on the beach and just watching the waves, mm-hmm. watching the water, literally just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in the mountains and I'm, like, walking somewhere and I can, like, look around me and I see the trees. And, I like, some things that make me feel small mm-hmm. and, like, present, mm-hmm. which is mainly being outdoors, like, in a nature. Like, if I'm at my lake house, I'm just, like, looking at the open mm-hmm. water I just feel so like ugh, so mm-hmm. I can I can see how you felt that from those birds because yes yeah I totally get that yeah but yeah that's my whole that's my spiritual component mm-hmm. um I, and then I'm gonna tie in emotional with the mental health component so in my teacher training as well and I will refer to this a lot too because I think I, I a lot of the things that my teachers shared and I I want to give credit to them too mm-hmm. are things that I I tell to most people but my uh, one of my teachers Kristen she always told us during meditation or when we're upset about something, um, she was just like, just come to your mat. Just just come to your mat. Like, you'll figure it out. Just come to your mat. And if you don't figure it out, come again and again and again and again. And it was always this, this determination and this willingness to come back to your mat to find and create this sacred space in which you could find clarity. Mm-hmm. And in, in yoga, we don't, we don't necessarily strive. We don't necessarily come to yoga or we don't necessarily place those expectations on ourselves to find clarity through our practice. Right. Um, and sometimes that happens when we come on our mat and sometimes, you know, it doesn't. And that always just really, really stuck with me. And I read, um, reading bits and pieces of a book called Living Your Yoga by Judith Lassiter really, really taught me a lot too because it was 
through the willingness to find peace, you find clarity on your mm-hmm. yoga mat or in your yoga. It doesn't even have to be in a yoga practice. Yeah. You know, um, it could be like just simple meditation um, or anything that you do that is com- gives you clarity, like right. dancing or painting or um, communicating, talking with people that you don't know, anything really can bring you that. And so when I think about my emotional and my mental health, I, all, I often come back to that quote of, the willingness to find peace even when you don't is still you trying to care for yourself in the most amazing way possible. Um, And I think that's uh, where that can get lost a lot in translation is because when we're not finding the answers, it's really easy to give up. And sometimes our emotional and mental health will suffer when we don't feel like we Mm -hmm. are, we're doing too much but not receiving anything. Right. So in that regard, yoga really has brought me such a sense of steadiness. I think that's mm-hmm. the word that just really makes the most sense in the situation is when I often find myself emotionally, when I often find myself getting really upset or sad or whatever the emotion is, even really happy, even when I find myself really, really happy, I just sitting in it, like whatever the mo- the feeling is and just breathing and that just moment of just like just quite literal just peace and just silence is so monumental Mm -hmm. and has been tremendous and transformative for my emotional health um as I've been able to like feel it like I'm really happy right now let me just sit and breathe and just feel how happy I'm feeling Mm -hmm. or like I'm really sad like let me just sit and like breathe and like feel how sad I'm feeling and like let's just feel that and then process Mm -hmm. and let's think and and like I said in in those moments I I can find clarity or I have to keep revisiting it and that is just the part of just growing as an emotional and and mental aware being right Mm -hmm. but in in terms of like but yoga has made that easier. For sure. And in terms And not even like easier. I don't want to say that just because I think that everybody's experiences are different and we process things differently. But I feel like yoga brings this awareness and simplicity to your life to where that noise that you were talking about is quieted enough to where you can process and feel and, you know, do what you want to do with those emotions that you feel. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I know absolutely. Um and yoga has really provided me that outlet and and very similar to mental health I think I I think that the earliest I started going to therapy was in high school and for trying to understand the anxiety that I was having at Mm -hmm. the time which I found was just like a a long-term like lifelong you know anxiety that right some people have, and some people, you know, not everyone has or deals with it in the same ways. And, you know, I think one of the first things they try to teach you in therapy is, like, coping ways to, like, breathe in the moment. Yes. Or to just, to avoid any panic attack, you know, right. breathing. Breathe. Um, and that's, that's, like, literally the first thing I learned yeah. in therapy is how to breathe correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was, like, you know, we emphasize, like, taking deep, long breaths, but, like, then she like started talking to me about like mm-hmm. your stomach, your mm-hmm. posture, holding certain tension and mm-hmm. like emotion in certain parts of your body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's, like, the biggest stepping stone into meditation and, like, pranayama and, like, breathing work um, that we often think we use to calm us down in our worst of times. But, like, I always think of, like, pranayama, like, breathing as just, like, also so incredibly preventative. Like, if you you take time to just, like, quite literally just, like, breathe in a day. And, like, I don't do this as often, you know, like, I should be doing it more for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, But, like, taking time to just breathe and in those moments where you find yourself spiraling or, like, not feeling great, it's so natural for you to just come back to it Mm -hmm. when you make it an everyday part of your life or, um, you know, whenever. And I find myself quite anxious a lot. I feel like I'm kind of going through an anxious rut right now being the first day of my last semester Mm -hmm. of college. (laughs) Um, And so trying to figure out the next step, I, I feel really anxious and I don't know why. Um, well, I know why, but there's so many facets of this anxiety that I don't really understand right Mm -hmm. now. And one, you know, easily identifying, like, as you do with, as you tell people on your Instagram and just like friends and stuff, like it is, it's okay to feel how you need to feel. Mm -hmm. And if you don't understand it, like it's okay. And all this stuff. But like I said, just finding at silence and just like peace to just either think and assess or to just quite literally not think and assess and give yourself <laughs> some time to just live without the incessant thoughts mm-hmm. that she might be yeah. experiencing yeah has I've, really benefited and greatly transformed um my experience with my mental health yeah yeah and I could definitely like kind of peek into that aspect of peace when I went to your yoga retreat because, yeah, that was an amazing day. It was so nice to just enter space and to not be on my phone, Mm -hmm. connected to the outside world to Mm -hmm. a certain extent, and Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, leave my thoughts of what had been going on before because I was going through kind of, like, a job transition at that time, too. So I was, like, just needing to get away. And I feel like that is yoga for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, not an escape, Mm -hmm. but just a moment like a moment to breathe yeah and a moment yeah. of peace and yeah. I think that in my journey like just for me individually like that is the goal mm-hmm. is just quiet mm-hmm. peace like just a just a time where I can be here mm-hmm. and not anywhere else mm-hmm. so I'm really glad that you were able to like enjoy that because yeah. it's one thing to identify it and be like oh yeah yoga does this for me but like for you to like enjoy it and appreciate it is like taking it to mm-hmm. another level so that's just been really cool yeah to see as your friend yeah so, yeah 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 I think we covered everything but there's one last thing I want to ask you yeah what was the biggest lesson that you learned from your journey with yoga in terms of your relationship with yourself or your mental health. You don't have to pick one lesson if you feel like you need to s- touch on a couple things. That's totally cool, too, because I know that's kind of a that's hard a question. Hard question. <laughs> so, but I'm just curious to know. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because as I'm recording this podcast and going to have guests on and everything, yeah. I, like, am taking one little nugget of wisdom. Yeah. I mean, even though the entire podcast is great yeah. and amazing, uh-huh. but... Uh, like, if you could pinpoint one or two things that have really sat with you 
in a realistic but long-lasting way from your journey with yoga and your personal journey with yourself relationship-wise and your mental journey, whatever you want to share? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> but I think there are two things that you, when you initially said that question, that came to my, came to my mind. So um, the first one being... Ahimsa. So ahimsa in yoga, uh, or it, in Sanskrit, means um, non-harming, non-violence. And uh, we learned it on our um, like yoga history, yoga tradition day of my training. Um, and it's always, always stuck with me because it is the idea of creating this environment where you can do less harm in the world. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different ways people attempt to create this environment of ahimsa or practice ahimsa as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always took ahimsa. I do take ahimsa in, like, the little things that I could do. Like, I could recycle things more often. Like, I could walk more rather than use my car mm-hmm. to reduce my harm in the earth and my carbon footprint. Um, I could eat less meat. I, like, I, I don't eat meat. But if, like, hypothetically thinking, like, I could eat less fish and less eggs and stuff like that, um you know, simple things like that, but, like, larger scale things, like, I could eliminate the things that I say to myself when I'm the most upset with myself, Mm -hmm. and I could not judge myself, and I could start with the little things that will make me feel accomplished, like recycling more, walking more, uh, little things like that, Mm -hmm. to work up and be more patient with myself when it becomes harder to do the more difficult things and the long-term goals um, or habits that I have for myself when working and when practicing ahimsa, I think it's so easy for me to speak so incredibly negatively to myself. And I've gotten better with that. And even as a yoga teacher, even as someone who is a creative like yourself, like it's your, your, your biggest critic, like it's Mm -hmm. so easy to tell yourself the worst things. People with like someone with anxiety might tell themselves the worst situation of mm-hmm. this entire supposed outcome or assumed goal or whatever. Like it's so easy to be so negative mm-hmm. if you let yourself. It's really, really it it comes quite natural to some people because that is how we were brought up to think. That's how we've come to think. Yeah. So whatever the reason. I think a lot of people get in that habit and it's just about like breaking down and retraining like why I feel the need to say those things to myself in the moment. Yeah. Almost like people, I was, I literally just made a video about this. It was something like you would never talk to your friends Mm -hmm. the way that you would talk to yourself sometimes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. like the things that we say to ourselves, like we would never say to our loved ones or people that we cared about or even people we didn't care about, people we didn't know. So I always try to kind of Keep right. that in mind yeah. when practicing kindness towards yeah. myself. That's like the easiest way to put it. We really do create this habit and we do kind of create and foster this environment of negativity or of like harm sometimes that we don't even really realize. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has so much imbalance in our lives and like the daily things that we do. And so just being mindful of ahimsa is has been really important to me. But yeah, I feel like that was, that's one of my big takeaways and I think the other one is there was this Chinese proverb and I say it a lot in my yoga classes because it's one of my favorite things it's 
tension is who you think you should be and relaxation is who you are. You say that every time. Yes. Yeah. And it's so, so true because I think especially with anxiety, you are so tense in mm-hmm. so many ways, like mentally, emotionally, and so physically, yeah. like you don't even realize, like you can, you might notice the em- emotional or mental tension, but you might not feel or resonate with the physical tension that mm-hmm. you might be experiencing. And so like, uh, just recognizing in those anxious moments when I'm feeling anxious or maybe sad or really upset, noticing how I'm feeling, like, physically, number one. Mm-hmm. Like, is my jaw clenched? Like, where are my hands? Are they tight? Are yes. my feet tight? Like, am, how am I standing? How am I sitting? Like, how does my neck feel? Like, all of these things. Because those, in, like, the simplest ways, um, this is also from Judith Lasseter's book, these physical sensations and these physical tensions are manifestations of us holding on to the present moment yes in the worst in the worst way yes and so yes. i think if and that's and that's another thing that has really been so transformative for me i've used that word so many times this podcast but um <laughs> but if you feel like you can't even like relax the mo- like emotional or mental chatter or the anxiety or whatever you're feeling you can start to decompress the body. Mm-hmm. You can loosen up your jaw. You can drink some water to loosen up your throat. Like you can massage your face and your temples to loosen up your ears and your and your neck and and you can lower down your shoulders. You can pick them up and you can draw them back down. You can do a little dance, shake it out. Like you can you can be the facilitator and the the change that you need to be in order to feel better and mm-hmm. and that doesn't come easy and I'm not saying that's an, at all an easy process but like I think that's just always a, maybe a good place to start for someone who um I don't know doesn't know where to start or mm-hmm. doesn't know how to make them feel better and um sometimes I forget we all forget that yeah yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah. I think that just being more aware of your physical yep. is, like, the gateway mm-hmm. to everything else. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that yoga, te- like, yoga is that yeah. no matter what level. Like, yeah. no matter what level. Yeah. That's why, even though I'm not a power yoga girl every week, mm-hmm. I can go flow and just, like, yeah. oh, it just yeah. feels, it feels good. Yeah. And that's, I feel like for me, too going into this new year, I've made a lot more decisions of doing things that like make me feel good. Yeah. And yoga has always made me feel good. So that's why I like wanted you to come on here and like give us all the tea about yoga because it's just so important. It's so, so important. And even if it's not yoga that people do to release and to be physically aware of themselves, because that's another connecting dot in the whole relationship with yourself. It's just so important that you find that release somewhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you for coming on my podcast. Yes, I love so you so happy. much. I'm so happy to be here. I could literally talk about yoga for hours. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, I think you hit everything. I think you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Well, thank you for coming on. Yes. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. <sighs> well, I'm grateful for you. Yeah. You can find... I'm going to put all of her information in the little comment section for you and any of the stuff that she mentioned, books, um, Mm -hmm. some of her yoga teachers too. Mm -hmm. So you can find them if you're local. Mm -hmm. And yeah, 
Yeah. Go follow her. She posts some awesome stuff. If you go to UNCW, go to the rec, take her classes. Yeah. Or you can find us and we can go take a class somewhere else. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would absolutely take a class with anyone, so. Yay. Yay. Cool. <laughs>